0: Today we'll hear from Paul Nelson, outstanding guide in Paul Bunyan country, a long-time area guide, knows the area inside and out, and is never afraid to share his thoughts. It's a great show, and it's coming up next. Welcome to Fish in Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Checking in with Paul Nelson, outstanding guide in Paul Bunyan Country, and a guy you see in the Pioneer uh, on a weekly basis. Getting us caught up with what's going on in the outdoors, and you know, Paul, uh, before we got in the air, talking about uh, now that we can start guiding again, that's that's good news. But uh, for for guides, it was a tough couple of weeks, certainly, and for uh, guys that uh, maybe when they didn't know what was going to happen, a lot of trips got canceled. I know you're you're kind of in that boat, so. Uh, it's nice the guiding's back, but boy, it's been a it's been a tough go, especially with, with a bad winter as well for area guides.
1: Yeah, it uh, threw a few curveballs at everybody, I think. You know, and a lot of people, you know, had their schedule cleared because you have to plan vacations and and doing things ahead of time. Many of our customers are, you know, old as many of the guides are too, so that there's you know your your clients have different risks and. You know, with the no travel orders and stuff, you just, you, you know, you can't cut it that close. You have to be able to cancel your reservations and do all your stuff. So, yeah, I was hit pretty hard by cancelations, that's for sure. But I'm
0: sure you did go out and do some fishing anyway.
1: Yep, I have. Uh, you know, we were quite active uh, still going out and fishing, and I've been out a number of times this season. You know, you don't know when the phone will start to ring but you know we kind of live up here to fish so you know it was actually kind of fun to be able to do things without you know a little different mindset just going out and having fun so yeah. uh, i enjoyed it actually
0: a little less pressure you don't have to get fish in the boat you can try some things to say that you always thought maybe thought in your head you yeah, know i'd like to try this someday well this was someday i guess
1: well yeah you're always looking at your calendar and, and thinking about what you need to know where you need to go you know, and without that, you can you know fish what what you want, and and yeah, the pressure's down a little bit, and you know, fishing for fun. I mean, that's how most of us guys got into it in the first place, so that that wasn't all bad.
0: So, what was your fishing for fun?
1: Hit the crappies and and bluegills and perch. We did some after ice uh, perch, which there's a real narrow window of opportunity there to get those. Uh, they're they're one of the first fish to spawn, and they go pretty quick after you know the ice is out but you go to many of the areas where you last saw them on the ice and the areas where they lay their eggs in strands on just about anything you know including standing weeds and so if you find the right areas and you know when you it's nice to have a calmer day too so they can use your eyes and go go along in the shallows and just use your eyes to look for fish and then uh, you know stop and you know, use a talon or something to hold you in that spot, you know, and, and just physically look for the fish. So did pretty good on the perch. And then the crappies, I mean, they're they're funny. They're, they're a feeding movement, and they're real touchy to weather changes, so they'll move in and out of areas. So, you know, one day you can hit the crappies pretty good if the weather's right, and, and you know, and they're very capable of disappearing and pulling off into, you know, somewhere close where they can have a little deeper water and that they can kind of hold until things get to their liking again. And then, uh, you know, the the walleyes since the season opened, you know, uh, fishing those and trying to, uh, you know, get some fish to eat. At the same time, you're out there
0: counting around and,
1: you know, seeing what the fish are doing and where they're going.
0: Um, What did you find as far as walleye go the first couple of weeks of the season? Was the bite good? I know the weather sucked the first weekend, but uh, was the bite good? Yeah, You had to do the right things in the
1: right areas, and you had to fish. You know, we have the opportunity in the spring to follow different lakes through the same temperature range. So, you know, if you can find a stained, shallow lake that heats up quicker, that will go through you know a positive uh stretch of of fishing before the deep cold lakes and you can move from shallow to deep from warm to cold as those lakes go through the you know the the walleyes don't really start to bite very well until they're about in the mid 50s mm-hmm. low to mid 50s and then you know it just keeps getting better and usually you hit that peak i always you know v- pay very close attention to water temperatures and you know, I checked them. It's kind of got to be apples to apples, so you check it first thing in the morning before uh, the sun has had a chance to warm the water so that you're you're not charting some spike that happens during the day. Those are kind of artificial. It's basically how much warmth that lake and that water can hold overnight. And as soon as they hold 60 for that first time, the females kind of go through a bit of a spring peak where they're they're feeding really heavy and trying to catch up for lost time after they recover from the spawn, where the males will bite earlier. But uh, the, this year, I mean, we're behind. The cover, the weeds, the reeds, you know, all those things really haven't started to pop up yet. So it was kind of hard bottom area and rocks and really keying in on where you're seeing the bait fish rather than, you know, emergent weeds early.
0: Okay um so that you know we're we're definitely getting in the right direction now got a nice warm week this week should mean a pretty good memorial weekend of fishing i would think
1: i would think so too and if you're tracking you know which weekend is one of the you know tends to be one of the hottest weekends of of the year uh memorial day weekend is very consistently a good weekend for walleyes now i've heard some other stories too that you know a very high number i think it was in the 80s uh percent range of people saying that they're not planning on on traveling for memorial day well i don't know if you know that 10 15 20 percent are all fishermen or not but it, it doesn't sound like this is going to be as busy at least for non-anglers i don't know they didn't split that up they were just talking you know people leaving home or staying home uh but this is a very consistent weekend memorial day kind of flips around a little bit on the date so I i'm thinking you know from now till the end of may Um, really should be a good period uh, for walleye fishing. And, you know, again, you know, the warmer lakes started out this week in the low 50s where, uh, or the the cold lakes started out in the low 50s this week where the warmer lakes maybe were mid, kind of pushing upper 50s. So, you know, many of the big walleye lakes or the lakes that we associate with walleyes more should be just coming into their own this weekend and and through the end of the month as they approach that 60-degree mark.
0: Paul Nelson of the Bemidji Area Lakes Guide Service, my guest today. has been around a long time. We're going to find out his thoughts on the big increase in fishing license sales next. This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Welcome back to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Celebrating 30 years on the air and fewer years online. Image area guy Paul Nelson in today. As one who's been in this business and in this area for a long time, I'm curious, Paul, your thoughts on the great license sales we had in the state of Minnesota this year, uh, particularly youth license sales, which set a new record. Uh, Obviously, we we hope that's a, a good sign for the future.
1: I really think it is. You know, when people you know, they're looking at their summer and what am I going to do and the uncertainty and other things. And one of, you know, they're looking for things that are outside in natural places where you can distance from other people. And, you know, when you, when you write it all down, you're kind of describing fishing, you know, if you can get it in and out of the bait stores and in and out of the access is clean, you know, once you're out on the lake, you know, I mean, and now you have a reason to give, people to death there too if they get too close <laughs> but you know as long as you can distance in your boat i mean i think that was a real good idea i had fears of boats full of people most guys don't like that anyway so it was kind of a left-handed way to you know to get one or two people in your boat which you can be more effective and and really spread it out you know put you know if you're in a tiller you in the back somebody in the middle and somebody else up in front but I mean there there's all new concerns now too about touching your rods what you have to clean you know some guys have been thinking about letting people bring their own rods or you know having you know the the uh you know sanitizing wipes in the boat or you know it's going to take a lot you know in the boat that you know I've got armrests on my seats and other things you you kind of got to go through it afterwards and it's it's really kind of scary if you've got some health issues um, I am not convinced that I can survive a bat, you know, a battle with the virus. So I don't want to try it. You know, maybe I'd get lucky and I would, maybe I wouldn't. But I just, it it adds a, a different angle to uh, guiding and and being around other people. That's for sure.
0: Well, I'm sure you've been doing some studying. So, is there any place uh, that you've gone in particular where you take a look at things and say, okay, I'm, I guess I'm going to have to do this, this, and this, and this.
1: Were you just winging it? (laughs) I don't think that we've gotten real good guidance. Most of it is just repeating common sense. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, I mean, it's almost like, you know, go back to kindergarten and, okay, wash your hands. You know, (laughs) don't don't be poking and crowding your neighbors. And, you know, I mean, it really is, you know, the common sense part of it has been repeated so many times that you really have to not be paying attention to know what you're supposed to do. Right. But we've got some weird, you know, attitudes going on where people are kind of acting like it's a macho deal to go without a face mask. And, you know, I, I guess I don't look at it that way. I think it's silly. And it's not that much to ask. And boy, when, it, you know, one, one mistake could be, you know, pretty big deal. And you won't know who did it or how it happened. So. You know, I I am fearful of it. I don't, you know, go ahead and laugh or make fun of me if you wonder if that makes me one thing or another. But, I mean, with my situation, I look at it, and I'm the one that has to cover my own butt. So, you know, we're each kind of in that situation. But we also have to have respect for other people because we don't really know if we've got it or not. If The nature of guiding is bringing people unquarantined into this area. So you know just by nature it it 's a higher risk thing, and it it's, if it 's not on your mind as a guide, it should be
0: well I think you know the uh, from a purely pragmatic standpoint uh guides and anybody really in business should want to make sure nothing happens uh, because you want to be able to keep maintaining and, and getting closer to back to normal so Yeah, you want to take all the precautions that you can to make sure nobody comes from your business and gets sick. Yep. You know, and how many does it take? It just takes
1: one to, you know, to change, you know, everything goes. I mean, I'm a big sports fan, and I know you are, too. And what happens when somebody on the team gets infected? You know, there's so many things that the prescription isn't there for if this happens, then what? You know, if, then what? So, you know, that's the same with guides, too. And there's there's also a fear of liability, with people getting hurt or sick, or you, you don't really know the rules. And there's no place where you can really look it up. I mean, I, I had other guides asking me, well, I don't see anything about, you know, the, the guiding and stuff in here. And I said, well, yeah, it's in the third to last paragraph of, of many pages of stuff. I read the whole thing. You know, so, I mean, it's easy to skim over something and miss it, and a lot of things aren't there. This is not being spelled out clearly because it's new ground. So, boy, you just have to think. You have to be err on the side of caution and, uh, you
0: know, use your head. That is asking a lot of me. Up next, Paul Nelson talks AIS on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tech. Using your long-time uh, knowledge of this area and fishing all the different lakes, you know a lot of talk in the last uh, five to ten years about AIS, and we've seen some. You know, we've seen zebra mussels get into most of our really well-known waters. There's still plenty that don't have it, but you fish a lot of those waters. Have you seen any changes due to AIS in the last few years on those lakes?
1: Oh, very much so. Yeah, okay. you have the fish are so spook, spooky in that clear water and uh if they're somewhat shallow too and you always i mean i thought as i was thinking through what was going to happen here i figured that the fish would all move deeper but that hasn't been the case they will suspend they will go over the basin, they'll do a lot they'll react in a lot of different ways but there's a lot of fish that are you know putting up with the sun and and, uh, you know, going in the weeds and still staying in shallower water. You know, and it kind of, it depends on what the fish are feeding on too. If the fish are feeding on, you know, crayfish or perch or other things, those things are more active during the day. So, you know, even though they're bothered by the light, there is fish that are eating during the day. So you, you have to look for them in different cover. Um, you know, you, you low light condition that's created by waves or, you know, you got to fish the wind, windward portion a little bit more. You have to be sneakier when you go into these areas. You can't, you know, the old ways of driving with the regular sonar and driving over the top of the fish and then, you know, slam your boat in reverse and go back or go back around or you're making passes through an area. And, you know, a lot of guys will make a pass and then they won't pay attention where they drive. So they drive right back over the fish to try make another pass. There's many, you know, things like that that you just can't get away with anymore. Many times you'll go over those fish, you'll see them, you'll go back to look for them, and they're gone. So, you know, using the side imaging feature, looking away from the side of your boat, trying not to drive over them, being very stealthy and using, you know, either a, a talon to hold you in spots or using the... Uh, you know, the spot lock and some of the trolling motors where you can go to a spot. And and, and it's just being more sneaky that I think the fish are here. I'm not going to drive over them. I'm going to position myself so that I can cast or use bobbers or do. I mean, there there is different ways to do it. And just back trolling and driving right over the top of the fish, that is the best way to catch them right now.
0: Okay. Um Yeah, I I know that uh, Cass Lake in particular, I mean, is a a clear water lake to begin with. And we always heard, you know, even when I first started doing this show 30-some years ago, um, you know, early morning, late evening. And that's that's only extrapolated to early, early, early morning and late, late, late evening when it comes to walleyes now.
1: Yes, you know, and there's people that, you know, the last thing most guides want to do is fish after dark. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, You know, but a lot of the local people that don't really... They haven't dug into it deep enough to figure a pattern that's going to work. They're, they're starting to fish after dark and just throw rapulas, you know, over the shallows and doing pretty good. So, I mean, you go by these clear water lakes at night and, you know, you'll see the boats with the lights out there, uh, fishing a lot more heavily after dark. You know, a lot of guys that come up here that don't have the, you know, the sonar, you know, the high end sonars or other stuff, they're doing a, a boat rental from a resort, or, you know, they've got a situation where, you know, the only time they can catch them, really, is in the evening and after dark. Okay.
0: Well, we got a bass opener this weekend as well. We got musky opener another uh, week after that. So it's just a couple weeks, Paul, and, and all the uh, uh, hardcore anglers of all species will be out there on the water. And as the wa- as it warms up, I think... We're going to have a lot of fun this year, I think, in the sense that people really need to get outside and take advantage of this. But, again, uh, I think you, re- you, you you spoke well of it. Uh, you got to be smart and you got to be careful.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and I can feel the difference in my head when I'm fishing out there. After what we experienced by laying locked in our house, you know, you have something taken away from you, and it, all of a sudden you realize what it means to you. Oh, so, yeah. You know, it, it feels different when you're out on the water. You don't get... You know, you can stay longer, you fish harder, you don't feel the, you know, need to get home and watch the twins, or you don't, I mean, there's there's other distractions where really just being out there, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's purified the sport a little bit, and uh, I think a lot of young people that aren't doing the summer sports or, you know, there there's so many things that have been removed from our lives that I think fishing actually in an area like Bemidji is going to take a bigger role. Than it has in the past, or that it's going. People are going to look at it again, or people that dabbled in it are going to get into it more. And it, it's nice to see the young people, you know, going. You know, some of those young guys, boy, they go at it really hard. There, you know, it, it, it brings back memories of, you know, they're 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 almost possessed by the fishing when they go at it so hard. So, and Bemidji, what a wonderful place to be able to do that. You know, you you have the fishing bug down by the cities, and you only got a few places to go. Right. You know, up here, geez, it's a you know it's a playground. You know, you you could go to a different lake every time you went on the water in the summer and not run out of lakes for quite a while.
0: Well, that's a fact, no question. Well, Paul, I know you're a multimedia guy. Where can people uh, hear and read you uh, these days? I'm uh, in the Pioneer on Wednesdays. We're going Wednesday and
1: and uh, Saturday now, two days a week, and you know they're they've beefed up their online stuff where they're updating that during the week more often but only printing two papers so all my contact information is there otherwise uh, my phone 218-760-7751 or my email is in at the end of my column uh, all the time in in the paper so you can just look for me there
0: okay and you are uh, open to taking uh, some some tours out if they if they want to go
1: Yes, I am. I'm trying to rebuild my schedule. Um, it it really fell apart on me so that, it, you know, I'm just slowly, I haven't had a guide trip yet this year. I, I should be on the water instead of talking to you right now. <laughs> I had a, a group trip for this week, and some of them have rescheduled. Other ones just haven't shown back up. And, boy, the new call stopped, at least for me. I don't know. Each guide has a different situation. But, boy, as soon as this stuff started, my phone quit ringing.
0: All right, well, Paul Nelson, uh, like a lot of guides, you were probably very hard to, to get a spot with. This might be the year. You can go out with an expert guide and uh, maybe you learn a little something about the, your your back, backyard lakes you didn't know before. So consider giving them a call. Okay. What, what's the number again, Paul? It's 218-760-7751. Paul Nelson joining me today on Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Great to have you on, Paul. Thank you for the time today.
1: You do a great job, Kev. Thanks a lot. F-I-S-H-I-I-N, Paul Bunyan Country.